number 19. Hello again, and welcome to our podcast, Sunshine on Issues, reports from the State House in Tallahassee. This is James Call, Capitol reporter for the Tallahassee Democrat and former Capitol Bureau Chief for the Florida Public Radio Network. Folks, I wander the halls of the state capitol. People tell me things, and then I tell you what they told me. This week, three voices on the gun debate that consumed the Capitol the past month. A father who lost a daughter in the Valentine's Day massacre at a Parkland High School. A lawmaker who defends the school marshal plan to arm teachers. And a Democrat who broke with his House caucus and voted for the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act. Friday, March 9th, Governor Rick Scott signed a comprehensive school safety gun control measure. The legislature cobbled together a package in less than three weeks that includes a program to allow school personnel, including teachers, to carry firearms in public schools. Lawmakers approved the plan after two days of emotional debate that divided both parties and longtime allies and also created strange bedfellows, progressives, and NRA supporters voting to defeat the measure. Andy Pollack lost a 14-year-old daughter at Parkland. He lobbied lawmakers and the media to support the plan because of the $400 million in added security and mental health programs. Thursday, we crossed paths outside the cabinet room, and again, he said he could not understand how anyone could have voted against the plan. Want to talk to you about something. Okay. Maybe you could answer me that. Oh, no. Because I had I'm, to deal with these politicians yeah, I, 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 that I don't even know how people deal with them. I couldn't, you know, there's no money in the world that someone could pay me to have to deal with the people I had to do with the last two days over a voluntary program. I'm going over, I had to try and, I'm convincing them over a program that doesn't mean anything. They don't have to do it. And they're going to throw away uh, being able to fix the schools, uh, being able to have mental health counselors in the school helping our children, being, giving the police the right, if they, if they see someone acting irrational, to take away their weapons. Those things are important. And, and now you have a voluntary program they're worried about, that no one's ever, they're not even going to do it in the school, and they're ready to throw everything away. So there's, I don't, I, I don't know, I can't figure it out to this No, day. no, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to, to, to put it in a way that it's, it was an either-or thing that, 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 that in, in the was, context they voted of, no. There's, a, there's people yeah, out there look, that voted look, no, and, and I'm that, gonna, that, that and all aside, but, 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 yeah. but, but given, given your perspective, my perspective, what, what, and, and just talking no about just talking I'll give about you my the perspective. Uh, uh, so, there was a coach Feiss that was murdered there, at the school. I was uh, involved in getting this guardian program named after Coach Feiss because Coach Feiss is a hero. Coach Feiss went into that building, hearing the gunshots, unarmed to grab this gentleman, not gen- this piece of garbage. And that's being nice when I say that. So Coach Feist would have been a perfect candidate to go into the program. It's not made for average teacher. And to tell you, it's a 132-hour-long course geared specifically for a teacher or a coach or a security guard that's put into that type of situation in a classroom. So they're actually going to get more training 
than a regular police officer for that scenario. After Pollock and I parted, I went looking for a House Republican. It was their idea to use armed school personnel as the last line of defense if an assailant attacked. I found Representative Scott Plakin at the second floor rotunda talking with a constituent about the state budget. He said allowing coaches, principals, and librarians to carry guns should give comfort and, to parents. And uh, the, the slogan, more guns is not the answer, that's a nice sounding slogan from the left. But the reality is, is virtually every one of these attacks have happened in a gun-free zone. So to the extent we can have more firearms held by people that are highly qualified and trained as law enforcement officers uh, can only be a good thing in the event of a shooter. And I would ask somebody who would disagree, if your child was in a, in a school and a shooter was there, would you want a, a guardian there or not? I think if you ask the question that way, 99 of 100 would say, I would want the uh, guard, guardian there. Uh, okay. And, and, and you qualified it by, by saying a highly trained law enforcement officer, but we're talking about teachers or coaches or, 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 or well, teacher, staff. Well, te- teacher, teachers are... Uh, uh, how, how do we ensure that... Well, teachers were taken out by the Senate version that came over to us. Uh, this, the people that will be implementing this will be trained by the sheriff's offices. So they'll have... Uh, extensive training. It's not just somebody, uh, let's give the janitor the gun. They'll have extensive training to be on the site. And they'll only essentially be rolled out in the event of an active shooter situation. So to me, it would give great comfort to know that there are some of these on the school grounds that in the event of a shooter, they could at least minimize the loss of life. Uh, Hopefully there's other, in fact, not hopefully, but in the bill, there's multiple layers of stopping the shooter before he ever got there. But should they get there, having guardians on the scene is something that uh, would give me comfort if I were a parent. It's possible that someone who is a classroom teacher could be a guardian. Um, you'd have to look at the nuance of the le- legislation if somebody is mostly a teacher. That, 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 right. that, so that's up to interpretation by the local school district. Uh, I'd refer you to the bill itself. And, yeah. But, but, but the, the, the entire thing is up to the school district right. and the local sheriffs. This is an optional program, and this seemed to be lost in the debate that, you know, you've heard rhetoric like we're forcing teachers to, you know, carry on high school campuses. And I, I actually read things like that. And, and the, the newspapers actually reported comments like that, that we were almost like we're mandating every teacher to have a gun, that kind of thing. This is so far from that. Uh, it, it is optional for the district. Some of the districts have said that they won't be doing this already, which truthfully I think is very unwise. Even if you're not going to be doing it, why advertise it? In fact, I would say that the Guardian program itself can have the effect of dissuading shooters from even going there because these cowards and losers that are doing these things, um, if you have a choice of picking somewhere, a, a site where there is no guardian or where there is, you'd probably go to the one without the guardian. Educators, parents, students, gun control advocates urged lawmakers to vote against the plan and then called on the governor to veto the measure and not allow more guns in schools. Democratic Representative Jared Moskowitz broke with House Democrats and voted for the measure because he said the bill does a lot of good. 
even if it arms teachers. The chief complaint among the Legislative Black Caucus and progressive groups. I joined the conversation when the Florida Channel interviewed the Coral Springs representative. Can you talk more about that? And yeah, so people are dead. I don't care about procedural motions or procedural rules, right? Um, their issues with the bill are genuine. I'm the one that's filed the amendment not once but twice to take the Marshall program out. I also filed the amendment to try to reduce the amount of people that can participate in the quote-unquote Marshall program. I think at the end of the day what we're going to find, in my opinion, is that very few places will even do this program. And then the places that do this program, very few people will even participate in the program. Uh, and as a result, all of the good will then outweigh the potential bad in the program. My county has already said they're not going to do it, Broward County. Palm Beach County has already said they're not going to do it. Dade County has already said they're not going to do it. So in the state's most, you know, urban areas uh, of the entire state, they're not going to do it. I mean, this is not going to happen in Jacksonville. It's not going to happen in Tampa. Uh, and so, you know, look, if there are rural counties uh, where police stations are really far away that want to implement this program, then that's up to the local voters of that state. We always have this debate up here about home rule, and Democrats are always on the side of home rule. Let the locals decide. Well, apparently, we only want to let the locals decide when we agree with the policy. Uh, and so if, if there are parents out there who hate this program like I do, then they will go to the school board meeting, and they will make sure that this program never gets instituted. And then the legacy of this law will be that we took guns out of the hands of people under the age of 21. We took guns out of the hands of people who are mentally ill. We created red flag language to make sure that people who are uh, dangerous to themselves or others um, will never be able to get access to weapons. We'll spend hundreds of millions of dollars on school hardening and mental health programs. Uh, we're going to build a memorial to these students. I mean, that'll be the legacy of this bill. Do you think the conversations will continue? Or well, well, do you think it would, I mean, it, these, con these conversations ha started to happen after so many years because of the shooting? Well, listen, the first thing that I, when, the, when someone put a camera in my face right after this, I said that we would do nothing. Uh, and I was wrong. And I was, I'm obviously happy that I was wrong. Um, I think something has changed up here. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my private conversations with the incoming speaker. But I think that you're going to see that this issue in general is something that we're going to come back to and come back to. It isn't going to be a one-off. So the Marshall Program, just to underscore it, the Marshall Program, it was a small concession to make to get everything else? Well, no, it's not a small, it's not a small concession to make, but we have to compromise has become a dirty word in politics because it means you gave up your principles. I didn't give up any of my principles yesterday. Okay, we put them on the board on 40 amendments on our principles, and I voted for every single one of them. I tried to gut that Marshall program not once but twice, staying with my principles. But at the end of the day, they control the legislature. They control the process. They were never going to give us a bill that all of our members were going to vote for, that their members were just going to swallow. There needed to be something in there for their members to vote for it. This idea that, well, if we just rejected everything, they would eventually come back to the table. Since when do they do what we want? Never. Okay? They do what they want. Period. We've never, we don't, we're, our numbers don't allow us to force anything into the process. The only thing we have is the power of persuasion and the power of events. And when people want to change things in elections and get more Democrats up here, that'll happen over time. But these families don't have the luxury of the time. These children needed something now. They need something they could take that's tangible with them as they continue on their movement, and we gave that to them.
That's our podcast for this week. Ashley White produces Sunshine on Issues for the Tallahassee Democrat and the USA Today Network Florida. The Tallahassee Democrat has been promoting democracy since 1905. This is James Call, the Tallahassee Democrat's Capital Reporter. I thank you for your time. We'll be back next week with another edition of Sunshine on Issues.